Welcome to Forging the Norsatch, a podcast for entrepreneurs, startups, small business owners, and the supporters of the Northern Utah entrepreneurial ecosystem, presenting an interesting topic of the day and an enlightening interview with a new company or organization that supports business in the Norsatch, presented by the Economic Development Office of Weber State University. Welcome to Forging the Norsatch. This is Guy Latender in Episode 7, November 2020. As normal, our co-host of the day, James Taylor, Director of Sponsored Project at Weber State. Good morning, James. How are you? Hi, Guy. I'm excited about this episode. This is going to be a great one. It's awesome. They're all lucky great, number. but this one's going to be a good one. Yeah, lucky number seven. Uh, we have Nathan Sutherland of, of Sponsored, a kind of a cool business-to-consumer app that he's going to talk to us about. And awesome. Today, Evelyn Kome, uh, an expert on customer experience and customer experience journey mapping, which we'll talk about uh, before we meet with Nathan. But uh, we've met Evelyn with and Nathan both at the Wildcat Microfund. That's, that thing's going along. In fact, how we got to know Evelyn and Devin is they, they did some workshops and, and, and they were magnificent workshops to, to, to kind of play it up um, and they're really well well versed in, in what we're talking about. And so speaking of workshops, I think Wildcat Microfund is having a workshop coming up. Yeah, it looks like it's on November 18th at 10 o'clock. And I think they're gonna be kind of doing a Wildcat Microfund workshop overview. They kind of go through the application, go through some of the things, kind of go through the whole process. So I think it'll be an excellent, if you've ever had um, an idea that you wanted to, to kind of get started, this would be a great place to go, a great kind of introduction into the entrepreneurial world. Um, so I think this is gonna be a great workshop. And again, I think it's November 18th at 10 a.m. And you can go to um, the Wildcat Micro Fund Facebook page. Um, and there, you, if you click on the events tab, you should be able to get the link, the Zoom link, um, and be able to attend. So it'll be online. Um, I think it's gonna be a great, it's gonna be a really great event. Yeah, and as you mentioned, if you have a great idea and you want to get it started, maybe get some grants to get your idea off the ground, some awesome mentoring, meet Evelyn and Devin and Bob Gruller, go to the wildcatmicrofund.org website. And for that introduction, maybe check out the Facebook page as well. Follow the Facebook page at Wildcat uh, Microfund Facebook page. So let's get going. Let's meet Evelyn in the concept of the day. James, let's welcome Evelyn Hakome to our show. Talk about customer experience. Yeah, we've gotten to know Evelyn over the last few months, and she is incredibly talented, incredibly knowledgeable. So I, I, I'm really glad that she's here to talk about the concept of the day. And I think she has really great experience, and, and, and I think it's going to be an exciting um, well, how lucky are we? Uh, you mentioned the other day what the what the Hill Air Force Base does for our economy, but her husband, being a fighter pilot, brought us brought us together, brought her here to bless us with her with her skills. Uh, Evelyn is from Ecuador, which is awesome, which brings that culture and wisdom and viewpoints to our country. She has a master's from Cambridge University, James. So wow. I don't know what we do with that. Hopefully she'll <laughs> bless us with some of that knowledge and share that with us. Thank you so much for joining us, Evelyn, today. How are you doing? I am good. Very thankful for this opportunity and nice to meet you guys. So Evelyn's with us today to talk about customer mapping and her experience as it relates to customer mapping 
So Evelyn, tell us what, I mean, what, so this is such an interesting topic. What, what is, what is the customer experience mapping? What, what is that? So customer journey mapping basically starts with the entire user's uh, life cycle of your uh, solution or problem. It's where it starts when uh, it's the awareness of the problem and it's a timeline of all of these events until uh, you basically offer them their solution. So you basically put yourself in your customer's shoes and um, try to uh, experiment with your idea and solution. Let's, let's maybe a good way to do this is talk about an example. I, I'm actually, I have more than 1.7 million miles flying around the world. So I'm a, a lot of miles under my seat here. And I hate, I hate flying, I hate going through. So let's talk about maybe an example at the airport when, during my day flying or something like that. Yeah, so a very clear example is, you know, your customer journey of going to the airport. I mean, most of us have been to the airport and it's not the best experience. You need to get ready. You need to go like two hours, three hours ahead. You need to go to security. You need to check in. Afterwards, you need to go to the, uh, you know, like the waiting room to like board your airplane. And then at least when you land, you're relieved you went through all of that nightmare. So basically in this timeline of episodes, when you're, mapping your customer journey if you're trying to you know like if you have an innovative solution for this type of issues you will um, look into what are the different pain points and emotions that the customer goes through and then you try to map those and see where can you uh, solve this issue so an example of this uh, of this uh, of one of the companies that uh, came up with something very innovative innovative is clear uh, which are now in most of airports around the world. And what they do is uh, create a biometric uh, checking process. So you don't, it's no, uh, you don't have to go through any of these uh, hurdles to check in and fly. Are there structured so, methods to do this? Is there, is it just, oh, you write down whatever, or is there a way to really do this? Of course, I do have a template uh, in one of the links that I'm going to share after the podcast. This is actually a visual experience. So you will have a vertical axis and a horizontal axis, and you're going to be seeing, you know, like a timeline. So it's from step one to three, and then you will ask these questions of like, what are the pain points? And it's a process. So for example, if you really want to get to know your customer, you will go and map this out visually and see all of the elements. So this is such an important concept. And again, we harp on this a lot. And I, and I think I love this idea of doing uh, customer mapping, but what will I find if I do this process and I follow your process, what will I find during this process? What, what should I be looking for? This is exactly what you need to do when you want to create a product or a service that actually people want. I think, you know, like centric users and companies that have focus in developing uh, products that actually people need are the most successful and innovative. And when you need to focus on something specific, you just need to come up with your hypothesis that you're testing. You know, if you have a really good product or service to improve people's lives, experiences in the airport, you will get and have like tried this out with this customer journey mapping. So what happens if I don't do this well, or if I don't do it, if I kind of don't put my full effort into this, what, what, what is the danger of not doing this well? So the danger of doing this is basically you not like 
acknowledging your customers and basically creating a solution that is just for yourself and not for anyone else. And that will basically create a business that is just for you and you have no sales. So, and it's a confusing process. And I admit it's a, these tools are meant to be exercised with all your ex stakeholders and all the people and with people that either advisors or team members that will be able to give you the right input to uh, execute. I mean, so I, when you think about this, this seems a logical thing to do. So why don't all entrepreneurs do this? I mean, why is this a, a step that often is skipped by people? I think um, most entrepreneurs initially, you know, they're very guarded of their own ideas and, you know, they don't want to share. And I know you guys talked in this podcast a lot about it, like getting out of the building and talking to people. And that's the barrier, you know, like being comfortable with, you know, like sharing, communicating and people don't do it because they are afraid of, you know, what if it fails, but you want to fail faster and then pivot from there. So yeah, something definitely everyone needs to do at the beginning and then do it again, because once you already do it, you need to reiterate and pivot constantly throughout your journey. Evelyn, this has been so informative. We want to thank you for what we have done, what you've shared with us today. I'm going to make sure the folks know to go to our podcast description where we're going to post the link to your, your notes and your structured experience journey mapping process, which will help our entrepreneurs and businesses really understand how to map this process and get that gold nugget from the pain point that they need to do. Thank you, Evelyn. Let's Let's go meet Nathan Sutherland of Sponsor, James. What do you think about that? That'll be great. And Evelyn, hopefully we can have you again on our podcast too. Absolutely. This is awesome. Thanks, Evelyn. Thank you, guys. James, as mentioned, we have Nathan Sutherland with us from Sponsored. Uh, he's a phone app working, and he's been sponsored by the Wildcat Microphone. Yeah, Nathan is awesome. Um, I, you know, one of the things I've, I've learned that as we start to interview these guys, their backgrounds and ladies, these, their backgrounds are just fascinating. I think, I think Nathan has a really interesting background and story to tell. Well, Nathan is a West Point graduate from Utah. He's born and raised in Woods Cross, which is awesome. He recently left the Army and has spent the last 10 months starting his business, Sponsored, which is a marketplace, an online marketplace for small businesses and hopefully allows them to interact with experiential users that align with their products. Welcome, Nathan. How are you today? Hi, good morning, everyone. I'm, I'm very well, Guy uh, and James. I'm happy to be here. Nathan, let me jump into this. Let me ask you a couple preliminary questions. I'm going to kind of break this into two things. Mm -hmm. um, one, I, I, I find out that you are a Woods Cross High School graduate, and so am I. And even though this is self-proclaimed, Woods Cross is maybe the greatest high school in the state of Utah, maybe the nation. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I think I'd agree. So let me start there. How was your experience at Woods Cross kind of growing up in the Bountiful Davis area? Yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time outdoors, right? Uh, I went to South Davis Junior High before that. And so what I would do is often bring my mountain bike and I would ride after school, I would ride up in Mueller Park and then ride home is a good 15 mile mountain bike ride going to Woods Cross. I think a lot of people who aren't from Bountiful, well, really aren't from the Wasatch Front, they find it hard that you can be doing anything you want in the mountains in 10 minutes. Yeah, no, I had very similar experiences that as you did because I grew up in Promises. I also went to South Davis Junior High. So me and you are, are brothers almost at this point. Um, <laughs> I like it. So, but what's also interesting is that once you graduated from Woods Cross, then you ended up at West Point. And West Point, let's face it, is one of the most prestigious 
educational institutions in the nation. I think it's the, the, the rate is the number one leadership school in, in the world. So what, how was your experience? At, how did you get into to West Point? What was your experience at West Point? Yeah, so it wasn't easy. I mean, um, so I actually didn't get in my first year. I then went to Alabama for a year of uh, military prep school and then was fortunate enough to get in. A lot of people who go and graduate say that while they were there, they hated it, uh, but they loved it afterwards. I, I think I'm actually, I've always said I loved it. Did I love every second? Probably not. Um, you know, as a, a freshman, we call them plebes. You basically are taking out people's garbage every night. You are, well, if you know the definition of plebeian, it's, it's not a human. Um, if you look up, you know, when Rome, and if you've ever been to Rome, they actually have a street that separated the plebes from the humans. And uh, that's a little bit how it is at West Point. Um, they don't haze, but, or anymore, at least. So then, let, let me ask this kind of last kind of background question. How did going to West Point kind of set you up? Or what kind of skill sets did you pull out of West Point? It's kind of set you up now, now that you're kind of an entrepreneur and starting your own business. What, how did that experience or the skill set you learned from that um, transfer over to what you're doing now? Oh, considerably. I mean, as far as business, maybe not so much. I made as far as like the intricacies of business. So I majored in Russian environmental engineering. When I graduated, I was an officer commanding tanks. So as far as the business intricacies, maybe not as far as the perseverance. So at West Point, you aren't, you aren't allowed to take lower than 18 credit hours per semester without permission. That's lower than uh, the average is about 20 to 21 credit hours. Um, you don't get to pick your schedule. They just kind of give it to you. So you work with what you have. It's essentially, they try to make it so you have about a 30 hour day every day. Um, and then you got to figure out how to make that work. Uh, also, so perseverance. Also, I would say understanding that you can do things that maybe you didn't think you could. So for instance, um, they do a lot of, there are a lot of requirements to graduate that might sound silly. For instance, jumping off of a 10 meter tall diving board. For a lot of people, that's really, really difficult to do. Being alone in the woods for a couple of days and just trying to find your way, they drop you off. It's things that you didn't think you could do, but you, after you finish, you find out as a human, you can really do anything you set your mind to. That's interesting. So, so it's that grit, you know, and you do hear this a lot amongst entrepreneurs is, is having that grit and that ability to kind of persevere is one of those skill sets that seems to be mm -hmm. kind of common. So that, that's really, really interesting. So that's great. So you wrote a book and this book, you wrote a book, which is most people your age don't write books, but somehow this book inspired your company. How, how, did, how did that work? So basically uh, when I was at West Point, I got this idea I wanted to write a book about. Um, it's called Becoming a Nun, N-O-N-E. I won't delve into it right now, but Essentially, um, after writing it, I did a lot of research and so well, you got to market it. You got to get yourself out of there and then, you know, um, people will buy it and your book will grow. And I very quickly wasted money. That always sort of left a bad taste in my mouth of, you know, here was this thing that I was super passionate about that I had spent time making this. It's a book, but a product that I had spent a lot of time on. And when it came to trying to get it out there, it was so difficult but I had people who were saying they loved it. I had people who, you know, I'd edited it or I'd given a copy to. And, and so I always was sort of upset that, that I couldn't 
I didn't have the knowledge to make my book grow and that it seemed a lot more difficult than just advertising and talking about your book on social media. So then if we fast forward, I was, I was in Budapest and we were, it was shortly after getting out of the army and my wife and I were looking, it's called the Fisherman's Bastion. So you're, you're on this kind of wall and you're looking over a huge courtyard and there are thousands of people down there and everyone was taking a picture. And I started to think about like, small businesses and how I myself had been disenfranchised or, or really upset that I didn't have the skills to promote my book yet here I was looking at thousands of people promoting the products they were wearing not because they were influencers or worked for the business just because they're out wearing a shirt or you know wearing a pair of sunglasses and that night I I really couldn't stop thinking about it I just kind of sat there and I went what if what if there was a way that small businesses could grow organically based on the fact that right now all of these pictures are being taken that, you know, social media, Mark Zuckerberg, they sort of set up this marketplace uh, or this, uh, this idea of sharing billions of photos every day. And I started thinking, what if we could connect these to the businesses? So that's where sponsor came in. Yeah. So, so I think a great segue. So with that, and that kind of lead up to it. Tell us, tell us about sponsor. What is sponsor? I mean, so now that you've kind of got the background, let's talk about what which would you started. What were your what your solution was? Yeah. So I said sponsor. We say helping you support small businesses. So remember taking that idea of people are posting pictures. People are taking pictures, and in all those photos, they're using the things they love. How could we support small businesses? So this the solution is really a marketplace for small businesses that's powered entirely by the customer content. So the content their customers create when they go out and use the products. Um, a solution or a, an example would be if I go hiking and I am using maybe a, a, a hiking stick that someone that a small business owner has carved the leather and made really nice. I purchase it. If I take a picture on that peak, I've just advertised for that small business again, not an influencer. I don't work for the business. It's just, I took a picture doing something I love. Those type of pictures are what you see on our marketplace. You don't see pictures that businesses have taken in a light box or anything. And all of that content is customer content. And then what happens is, is if that customer's photo helps grow the small business, the small business says, thank you. And they, they give a little bit of money, a little small commission of the sale to the person who shared the photo. That's awesome. I remember you presenting at a million cups uh, a number of months ago, and we talked about this this concept being the gorilla in your space in less than a year. And then there's a book called Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore that talks about this and that you have to define your space as, as small as you need to to own it in a year. And, and I think about six months ago, you defined your space as the outdoor experiential space and you would attract outdoor companies that would partner with people active in the outdoors. Since then, I think you narrowed it even smaller and now you're, you're, your user space is outdoor people that love to buy local and buy small from small businesses. How, how did you come, how'd you come to that? Yeah. So no. And I, I remember exactly being, um, you know, before the virus, we were sitting there in that building uh, down on 25th or I guess Washington. And I remember you saying that and it took, it took a lot of work. So part of it was um, 
looking at competitors uh, and, and how they're approaching this space and also talking with businesses. You know, since then, I've spoken with probably 2,000 businesses. And what I really found was that our solution helps the small businesses uh, more than it helps large businesses. Um, this is primarily because a large business, uh, they don't necessarily need to connect to customer content. They have the knowledge and the money to advertise inorganically. Granted, would our solution help them? Absolutely. But that's kind of where this, the, the most important aspect of why we pivoted to small businesses comes in. And that's that in talking with our users. And the average person doesn't necessarily uh, love supporting Nike, you know, especially in the pandemic. I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook of, hey, for Christmas this year, let's support our local neighbors or let's support small. I have not seen one that says let's support Nike. And in talking with users, we really found that's where people are passionate about, you know, sure, you might be passionate about your Nike shoes if you're a runner. No problems with that. But when you are out on a group hike or when you're out um, mountain biking and someone pulls out a really cool water bottle that you've never seen before and they say, oh, I got it from this guy who, custom, you know, he makes like the art that you want on your Nalgene bottle and he customizes that and it's exact, you know, people are, that's where the passion comes in. So that's where we came to small businesses. I, I think that's like wonderful. You talked to 2,000 right. 2, people. Is that what, 2,000 businesses? Is that what you said? Yeah. So like you said, it started out as big businesses. So I was calling um, like Black Diamond, uh, Lizard Skids down in, Skins down in uh, Utah Valley. Basically, I, I got, I had a platform called Lead 411 and I went and looked up every business in the state of Utah that had to do with outdoors, which are a lot of big businesses. Um, and then just started calling and I would reach out to their marketing or typically their CMO, like spoke with Browning Firearms, spoke with a lot of different people trying to figure out. And from there it switched to small businesses. And so now it's really Etsy. Basically we're finding outdoor Etsy shops essentially. Yeah. That is, that is impressive. I mean, and that's just a testament to talking and getting to know your customer. I think that is just a really impressive and that's an impressive number. So how is your Thank company you. doing now? So pretty well. Um, with the help of the Wildcat Microphone, we brought on uh, a woman, Fallon Bingham. She's a student, a senior right now. Uh, and she's been on a week and a half and she's brought on five more businesses. So we're at, unless she's brought on one this morning, we're at about 22 or 23 businesses. Uh, we have a hundred users right now. Uh, we also have this idea of nonprofit. So again, when I mentioned passion, you're passionate about what you do, hiking, biking, whatever. You're passionate about the products that make your experience better. These are supporting the small businesses. Then we really wanted, again, to make this where it's, hey, we're supporting small, we're supporting passion. And so we brought on nonprofits as well. You can donate in the platform. Seems to be what a lot of the users quite enjoy. You know, if they earn money, then they can donate. So we have nine, no, 10 nonprofits. So we're going pretty well there. Uh, we, you know, as Guy mentioned, we kind of did this pivot. That, that really happened two and a half weeks ago that we've started. And since then, we've gotten 12 or so percent more users, 25% more businesses. So that, that's 
yeah, we're doing pretty well. So what are your, I mean, along those lines, what are your next goals? I mean, kind of businesses versus users, because you have two different kind of people that have to engage in this, in this process, right? So what are, what are your next goals? Yeah. So on, on the team right now, we have two people. So Fallon, she's doing that kind of business goal of bringing on businesses. Uh, a gentleman, Ryan Hatch, he's really helping work on bringing users. And so what we are doing with the goal, the goal is, it's sort of a difficult question. The goal, goal is both. So we want 500 businesses, 10,000 users. That's going to really put us in a very, very competitive stance. Now, um, what we're doing right now is really encouraging what we call this partnership. So when we bring on a small business, by and large, the small business owners say, wow, uh, yes, I want this solution. I want something that I don't have to spend time creating content. I can focus on my products. And at the same time, I can connect in a very organic way with my customers and thank them when they help me grow. So what we're doing is encouraging that partnership and, and making sure that these small business owners really feel the desire to help talk about how you can buy their products on sponsored and help this ecosystem. And so that's our strategy. That's our goal right now is to encourage user bases from the small businesses. Once we reach these the 500 businesses, 10,000 users, we will start probably doing targeted advertising. That would kind of give us our customer persona the best and we can really scale quickly. So Nathan, you know, these double-sided business models, uh, to me, the lead is the user. If you get, if you had 10,000 users, your, your business would, would be knocking on your door. We'd like to have you come back in a couple of months. So no matter what, when you get a thousand calls and get us on, let's get you on the show. So hopefully okay. it's in Thank January, because I think people are going to want to know about that. So your app is on the, on the app stores, the iOS mm-hmm. and Android stores. But when you're on the Android store, look for sponsored S-P-N-S-R-D. That's the name of the app, S-P-N-S-R-D. Or you can go to his website, www.spnsrd.com. Thank you, Nathan, for, for having us today and good luck to you. Also, I'd like to thank James for joining us today, Evelyn Hakom for her time with us earlier and the topic of the day. And always Cameron Jackson and Andrea Boltazar of Studio 76, Weaver State. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the latest presentation of Forging the North Edge. Please look for all future installments bi-weekly on Tuesdays on your preferred podcast provider.